Jesus is the only way to have peace with God. Though there is only one way to God, everyone's journey to Jesus is unique and magnificent. Here is a story of one's journey to Christ, now on Redemption Report. Welcome to the Redemption Report podcast. Today I have my wife, Caitlin, joining me, and she's going to go through a little bit about how she came to know Christ. So, Caitlin, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. So, Caitlin, you and I met when uh, you were living over in Turkey. You were uh, serving over there as a missionary to people that don't know really anything about God or the Bible, at least a a good understanding of of truth over there, and you were part of a small team. But when you and I met, um, we spent a lot of time talking and getting to know each other, and I got to learn about a lot about you in that way because we weren't dating at the time. We were just building a friendship, and it wasn't until you moved back to the U.S. uh, almost a year later that we started dating. So tell Tell me a little bit about how you grew up, a little bit about your background and your upbringing. What what did life look like for Caitlin growing up? Well, I am the oldest of three brothers, two from my mom and dad's marriage. So um, there were three of us growing up and uh, my mom had moved. So I, I grew up in New Jersey. That's where I was born. Uh, my mom had moved there from California when she was around 18 and met my dad and he was born and raised in New Jersey and all his family is there. Um, so yeah, that's where we lived. <laughs> and um, my mom was a very new Christian um, and my dad, I so I hear, was going to church at the time, I think up until around when I was a baby. Yeah. So you, you grew up in a two parent home and, you know, for pretty much all your, your adolescent years with brothers of similar age, not super huge age gap. Uh, what were some of the things that you enjoyed in life? You know, what some of those early memories, what did you like or what, how would you describe yourself as a kid? Mm, Well, I feel like up until I went to school, I was Um, You know, I really enjoyed playing with my brothers, especially my brother Kyle, who's two years younger than me. We were very close as kids and we just, we made up lots of stories and like would try and make movies in the house. And we have some video footage of us doing like a camping trip and he was my dad for some reason, even though he was a toddler and I would pretend to get lost in the woods and then he would say, I'm right here. And I was like, no, I'm lost. Go away. So we did lots of fun stuff like that. And then once I started going to school, I think that's when like I realized I was like kind of weird. I don't know exactly why, but it was like you get around other kids and they're like, you're weird. And it's like, oh, I am. And so I started to get a little quieter and more reserved. And um, that was a lot of what people defined me as throughout my school going years. It's like, oh, Caitlin's the quiet girl. or But um, I did like art my mom was really into art and so I enjoyed doing stuff with her like painting and drawing and all that kind of stuff and so that was always something I enjoyed and I liked singing and eventually playing guitar and yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, you definitely enjoy playing guitar now and have been able to write music and perform it and be part of different bands and things. So God's definitely grown that. So you mentioned that your your mom, you when you were growing up and your earliest memories, you'd go to church with your mom. And so I would imagine the first time you heard the name of Jesus or heard about him was, you know, probably as early as you can remember. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I don't remember a time of not knowing him really. So I'm very thankful for that, that I grew up knowing the name of Jesus and knowing that he was good and that he heard me when I prayed. And yeah, it's lots of treasured memories of that, even from a very young age. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. What do you remember the first time you remember hearing about how Jesus wasn't just a, a good God, but he actually loved you intentionally and desired to save you, heard the gospel? Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember like the first time because it could have been, I don't know. I could have been very young the very first time. So I don't know. I feel well, like it's not a quiz or a grade. Just uh, I didn't know if you remembered. Yeah. No, I'd have to, I feel like I'd have to think about the first time I really remember because I remembered like sharing it with other people like at six years old telling kids on the playground like sharing the gospel with them and like I remember one little girl saying like well I just don't think that anybody goes to hell I think everyone's good and so like I know I was apparently talking about hell and that there is a consequence for your sin and not trusting in Jesus and I don't know I was a very bold little girl and I guess that was part of my weirdness too (laughs) but yeah. yeah. So when you first kind of remember hearing about Jesus and what he he does for those that are lost, which is all of us, um, do you remember um, any reservations or anything that kind of, you know, things in your life that you were, you had to kind of work through before fully believing in him? I don't remember. I don't remember anything really like that I know there were things that confused me or that scared me as a kid that I didn't quite get like you know in that I feel like there's there's it's always happening but especially in that early 90s time frame I feel like there were a lot of people talking about the rapture and like all these things and my mom and her friends they were always talking about it and so um, I remember hearing them say like Jesus is gonna come on a white horse and like all this stuff and I remember just feeling like well, that sounds scary, like all of the world ending and us being taken up into heaven and a battle happening and, you know, all these things that I was just like, it sounds nice just to like be happy at home and not have all this crazy stuff happening. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I feel like that's, those are kind of the things I remember is just feeling like scared or confused about that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think that's something you understand more as you get older even though it's still not something we fully grasp but yeah no that, that makes a lot of sense that you're right kind of in that 90s time period it seemed like with the left behind books coming out in mm-hmm. that t- similar time frame there was a lot of discussion about that and if it's not taught from scripture and you know just kind of details are missed or left out it certainly provides a lot of confusion or angst that otherwise doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, what 
what do you remember being attractive to you or something that really stuck out like, oh, this this is for me. You know, uh, often people will say, oh, just the fact that God loved me, which is, is true, but like specific, mm-hmm. we all experience God's love and, and enjoy that. But what um, what would you say is something specific to you that was attractive about the gospel or having a relationship with, with Christ that drew you to him? Mm-hmm. I think it was knowing that like he kept me safe and that I was his and that I didn't have to be scared of things I didn't know or understand because I belonged to him. And something I remember, I think I was six or seven. Um, my, we had a babysitter that made us watch Gremlins 2. And I was very scared of it for, I think it was a week that I had nightmares and I was just so scared constantly that these gremlins were going to come in my room or something. I don't know. But, um, and one night I was just up crying and I was just so scared. And my mom got out my little precious moments, King James Bible, and was like, let's just see what, what God says. Let's just pray and ask him to just show us his word. And so she opened to the Psalms and, um, she opened to Psalm 63 and, um, 63, eight says, um, you hide me in the shadow of your wing. My soul clings to you and your right hand upholds me. Um, and the surrounding verses too, it just talks about like not being afraid of the terrors of the night and I can sleep soundly in my bed. Um, and it was just so cool to see God speaking to me through his word and letting me know that I was safe and that he would protect me and that like I was in the shadow of his wing and that was just something I that really stuck with me and I clung to for a long time and still do. Yeah. Yeah. When you can see those verses actually make sense to you, it's not just words on a page, but they are real to you. It certainly makes a big, big impact. What were the circumstances surrounding when you made the decision to trust Christ and follow him with your life? Well, yeah, I don't remember like that specific first time, there are, you know, several milestones throughout my journey with the Lord that I remember, like, okay, this is the time that, like, I decided this or I realized this, but that very first time, like, I wish I remembered, but I just know I heard and I believed, and I, I just, I remember knowing that God forgave me of my sin and that he promised that I'd be with him forever after this life, and just knowing that he loved me unconditionally and that was you know something i was very joyful about and really wanted other people to know and that just led me to pray for other people and share with other people even as a kid and right yeah. there on the playground yeah yeah <laughs> now obviously you know you mentioned those different milestones um that you went through and obviously like everyone's journey looks different. Um, and so uh, we don't necessarily aren't going to take the time to go through every element of, of your journey. Can you share a few of those milestones that you remember, um, where maybe you don't remember the initial Christ, I, I want you to be my Lord and savior, but, um, what type of milestones did you experience that built or bolstered that relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. Something that um, I remember was in, 
think it was my junior year of high school that um I was very very lonely that year I had you know I didn't have a ton of friends as it was but the friends I did have started to change and they kind of started making other friends and that year in particular I didn't have really anyone that I was remotely close to in any of my classes and it just felt so 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 lonely and I would just you know spend afternoons crying in my room it sounds so depressing but like that's where I was at and I remember just having that realization like I need to spend time with God like I need to spend time myself reading his word and praying and I remember starting out small like okay while I'm taking a shower at night that's that's when I'll pray like during my shower and then like afterwards I can read some and eventually that grew into okay I'm just gonna like just spend time in my room just you know taking time to pray and taking time to start reading and um, I just grew so close to him in that time and you know looking back I'm so thankful that he arranged the circumstances that way where I was desperate for more of him and desperate to seek him more because I didn't have, you know, the normal teenage distractions, which, you know, that was, that was really a blessing and it was a hard time, but I really feel like that solidified my relationship with him and really made it my own. And I learned how to be like, okay, this isn't just something I do with my mom or at church. This is like, I'm his and I have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely an important one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from knowing your story from being your husband and from uh, getting to know you, you know, it wasn't that you believed as a child and then the rest of your story is just, yeah, I've been faithful the rest of the way. I mean, like all <laughs> of us, we have seasons where we stray away. We go away from God, but he always um, is there and brings us back. Um, I know it was, you know, about 10 years ago or so where you kind of experienced one, another one of those milestones, um, that you kind of were going away from God and then you just one day decided like, I'm, I'm going to, can you, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever details you want to include or not include, but like, what can you tell us a little bit about that decision? Cause I feel like from that point mm-hmm. on for the last nine, 10 years, you've been, seeking after Christ with your whole heart, um, even though Mm -hmm. there was a season where you had gone away. Can you tell us a little bit about what led to that, you know, and where you kind of strengthened your faith? Yeah. Um, So in college, I went on my first mission trip with a a group on campus. We went to Mexico for a week and everyone said, oh, it's going to be life changing. And I was like, I don't know about that but then I came back and I was like my life has changed I want to live in Mexico forever and serve God and that really did change my heart because I I wanted to be a rock star all through high school and it's like that's all I want to do with my life and I really had that change of heart where I was like it doesn't matter if I'm famous or have a cool band like I want to serve God and I really had that just desire fill my heart and so I went back that summer and served in Mexico And then the next summer, I met a boy, and we started a relationship that was not a healthy one. It was very manipulative and not good, but that was my first official relationship. And so, you know, as a 20-year-old girl, you just think, oh, I'm 
getting to the end of my time when I can meet someone, even though it's the very, very beginning, but just the way you see things, it's like, oh yeah, this is, I got to meet someone now or I never will. And so I just really, really compromised very quickly and tried to ignore the things that I knew were not good. And, you know, we ended up getting engaged. We were together for a little over two years and that whole relationship had really just become about me trying to make it what I wanted it to be and trying to convince God to make it be what I wanted it to be. And um, I feel like it really damaged my relationship with God too, because I so often felt him prodding me like, you can get out of this. You don't, this, you don't have to be going through this. And I would just be like, plugging my ears like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And, you know, you do that long enough and you just kind of stop hearing it. You just kind of get numb to it. And so when that relationship ended, um, I was just very numb and very hurt and broken. And instead of running to God, because I just, I feel like I kind of lost that, I don't know, that, that ability to just come to him honestly and so I was, I wanted to hide and I wanted to run away. And so I got, you know, I started drinking then and I was 23 at that point and never had any interest before. Um, but yeah, and I was singing in bands, which is a perfectly fine thing, but I think I just kind of got, tried to distract myself with that and tried to get really into music again. And, you know, I was kind of at this place where it was like, well, I already messed up with one person, so... I might as well like go meet some other boy and just do whatever. And thankfully God protected me from that. But I was at a place where I don't know what I would have done had I had a, the opportunity. Um, so yeah, it was just a very dark place. And um, so then I started dating someone else and he was my neighbor that I had known for 10 years and um, so it was a, a safe relationship and I honestly think God used it because, you know, he didn't drink at all. And so that kind of made me not as much because he didn't ever want to. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of like calmed me down a little bit, but he was not a believer. And so, and at that time I even remember saying like, I don't want to be with a Christian. And I think it's because I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't want that conviction because I knew if... I like opened myself up to it even a little bit that it would just be like here it all is like you're in the light and here's all of the pain and the hurt and the sin that needs to change and I just did not want to face it um and so it was about a year and a half into that relationship that I just started having that pull again of like God being like okay it's time you can come back like you're, you're ready now. And, um, I remember looking through my journals and like, just seeing everything I was writing. And I was like, why is it just the same thing over and over? Why am I just sad and depressed and nothing is changing? And I just felt like God was showing me like, cause nothing's changing. Like you're not doing anything. You're not seeking me. And that's just going to make everything just keep repeating. And, um, so I, found a, a local church that I started going to and that's where it was just like I finally like met the mirror and was like and I really was ready at that time I was like okay I see it all 
and I'm ready to change. I'm ready to, you know, move forward. Um, and it was hard because I was still dating and, you know, he didn't want to go to church. He was like, well, I'll go, but I'm not going to be involved or anything. And so I, you know, I tried to hang on because I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want, I was scared to lose that friendship. Um, but eventually I knew I needed to if I was going to follow God. And um, yeah, it was that summer of 2013. Yeah, 2013. That it was just like, okay, I need to go in this direction. I need to go away from this path and I need to follow Christ. And, um, yeah, that was a very life-changing turn. And I even, uh, got baptized a couple months later. I never had as a kid because I was terrified of water and did not want someone to push me underneath the water. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but I finally was like, I just need to get over that because I need to do this. If And so it was kind of like recommitting my life at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you going there and sharing those those details, which a lot of people would shy away from because it is a difficult story to to admit or to have have to remember. But thank you for going there. I think it's really cool that you know, no matter when that initial conversion is, the fact is you have had that that time and place where you have believed and just coming back to Christ, whether it be for the first time or uh, coming back again, um, you you solidified that with baptism, which was the outward, like, hey, this is real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm no longer playing around. This is what I've chosen. This is, you know, no matter what anything else has happened before, like, this is where I'm going now. And you, you recommitted, and it's definitely shown um, in how, how you've lived your life and decisions you've made. In light of that, what would you say is one of the biggest joys that you've experienced since following Christ? Um, What's something that has stuck out or something that you'd say, like, this has really brought me a lot of joy and satisfaction? Well, there's lots of things. It's hard to really... Not necessarily the most or the biggest, but what's one thing that you can identify? I think just knowing that he's in control and that you know there's so many things I know I've always struggled with worry and there's so many things that I could think about could go wrong or this or that and just to know that he sees me and that he knows what's going on in my life he knows what's ahead and he's good and I can trust you know where he's taking me with which you know simultaneously I don't know if you're going to ask this next, but that's also been, you know, one of the hardest things is trusting him. And, you know, when things don't look how I think they should, being able to walk forward with him and know that even through painful things that he's good and that he's got a plan. But, you know, I think it's kind of that thing with like when grief and joy walk hand in hand when walking with him and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, if you could leave everyone with one takeaway or if you say someone listen to my story I want them to get this from my story what what would be that one thing they'd walk away with after hearing your story I think um when things get hard to run to him and not away from him because I've been on both sides and learned that running away doesn't do any good (laughs) and 
just leaves you alone and in a hole. But God is faithful to scoop us back out. And when that chance comes again, running to him, even when it hurts like you're an open wound running towards a lemon, it's like it's healing and it's not, it, it's, it, it hurts way more to go the other way. And so just even when you don't understand and you're angry and confused, running to him is the way to go. <laughs> no. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story in this format. Obviously, um, I've gotten to know you over the last several years, and it's been a definitely a privilege and a joy, but it's a story that I'm glad that others are able to hear now as a result. So thank you for coming on here. Well, you're welcome. Special thanks to Caitlin for joining and sharing her story of how she found God and believed in him. What I like about her story is that it's a very normal story in that the circumstances around her conversion didn't involve anything flashy or jaw-dropping. God's grace was the incredible part, that, and that certainly shines through in her story. Well, that wraps up our first episode of Redemption Report. Be sure to look for future episodes on podcasting sites and for a video version on YouTube. Take a moment to subscribe, and if you feel that this episode encouraged you or would be helpful for someone else, be sure to share it. You can visit T-Wear Productions for more content and ways to contact me directly. See you next time. Mm-hmm.